gotta understand something here. This music is the glue of the world. It holds it all together. Without this, life would be meaningless. Welcome to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm Jim DeRogatis, a pop music critic at the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Greg Cott. I write about rock and roll for the Chicago Tribune. Today on the world's only rock and roll talk show, Jim, this is the show I've been waiting 51 weeks for. (laughs) It is my favorite show of the year. It is the show when we unveil our top albums of 2006. We could go, we could do 50 of them each. Unfortunately, we're going to have to do uh, our top five, counting down to the albums of the year. This is Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. Before we get started, let's talk a little bit about what we're doing today. We are running down our top albums of 2006. It's a countdown, as it were. Absolutely. The year-end top ten list for rock critics is, is a must. And, <laughs> and it's almost a cliche. But I think it's, it's a way to share with readers, with listeners, this is the music we valued most. I'm putting my critical butt on the line. This is the stuff I get behind. If you go out and buy these CDs, it's still time for Christmas gifts. This is going to make somebody's life better yeah. in the coming year. We are both subscribers to the Lester Bangs way of doing this, which is this is the music we listen to most for pure joy all year. So I guess we're going to start around number five uh, each and then kind of count back down to number one. We have very few in common. We've only compared the list moments ago (laughs) when they were delivered separately by uh, the accountant from Deloitte & Touche with the handcuffed bag. But first, uh, we have to toss a coin to see which of us goes first. Since I've got the coin, you, Mr. Cott, you call it. Okay. I'm going to call it Cott in the air. Uh, you won, so you get to go first. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start off with my number five record of the year, Jim. Uh, that was by a band named Midlake, a band out of Denton, Texas, their second album, a quintet. The first record was very progressive rock-oriented. These guys got chops. I mean, they, they studied their instruments. But you know what? What I love about their second album, The Trials of Van Occupanther, is that they sort of simplified the approach a little bit. They stripped it down to a, a very dusky-sounding folk rock record. And in a lot of ways, it reminds me of the kind of record Fleetwood Mac might have made had they not turned into this big soap opera. I can hear Christine McVie covering some of these songs. They've got these kind of beautiful, moody melodies, really well-structured songs. And uh, they're, they're talking about a more innocent age. They're talking about bringing their music back to a simpler time. They, they're basically saying the world is too much, too full of itself the world that they're living in right now. These guys are some hippies. Yeah. I've seen them play live. Yes. They're a bunch of long-haired hippie freaks, yeah. and which got, I endorse. And they've got an old man on the cover of the record. It looks very much like uh, an album covered by the band from uh, the late 60s, where they were sort of talking about these Civil War-era type of scenarios. And I sort of see these guys sort of in that same vein. The name of the album is The Trials of Van Occupanther, and here's the first track on it. It's called Roscoe on Sound Opinions.
that is my number five pick of my best albums of 2006. It's a band called Midlake out of Texas. The name of the album is The Trials of Van Occupanther. Jim, what's number five on your list? Well, I'm not starting with number five. We we had two in common. As I said, we only compared our list moments ago before taping this show. Uh-huh. So that gives us a way to put in a little extra music. And I can't play Peaches again because I can't even say her album name. <laughs> there are very few restrictions here on public radio. But uh, I'm going to start with number nine. The Dresden Dolls. Now, if, this, if you get confused as you go through this show, all of our uh, top 10, in my case, I have top 70 of, mm-hmm. of 2006. All that info will be on the web, and it's a, it's a heck of a shopping list for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So uh, go to soundopinions.org. I'm starting with my ninth best album of the year. It is by a band, actually a duo, called The Dresden Dolls. The album is called Yes, Virginia Ellipses, mm-hmm. ominously. Uh, this is a band that specializes in dark decadence. There's a bit of the uh, kind of Weimar Republic cabaret. Uh, it's, a, it's a mix actually of that cabaret, a punk rock club, and an opium den. And what you have is a very dark <laughs> and personal. I like it already. Oh, just this wonderful front woman named Amanda Palmer who's on keyboards and a drummer, Brian Viglioni. And that's it. It's just the two of them. And they are doing these incredibly evocative, dark, decadent, creepy. This was a good year for goth. There's no two ways around it. A lot of goth in the mainstream. I think this is one of the finest groups. They're great storytellers. They're great at setting a mood. This is a song that leads off the album. It's called Sex Changes, which is either about uh, terminating a pregnancy or having a sex change operation or both. It's a sort of. <laughs> I think it's the best creepy operation song since the Velvet Underground's Lady Godiva's Operation. Here it is on Sound Opinions. been accepted starting from the time you get this letter your life will be a never-ending hope you're feeling better you get your choice of anesthetic we need to chop your it might not be what you expected there is no money back once you've been ripped up ripped up ripped up today is a very Get you very far. Oh, today be still your beating heart. 
Ah, that's a good one. I'm afraid of her. <laughs> I would not want to see her hovering over me with a scalpel. Yeah, surgical gloves on, no. Go no. Go, go away. Yeah. Amanda Palmer and the duo is the Dresden Dolls, the album's Yes, Virginia, my ninth favorite album of 2006. All right, Jim, I'm going to go to number four for me, Jenny Lewis with the Watson Twins' Rabbit Fur Coat, one of my favorite albums of the year. Jenny Lewis, who is she? She is pro- perhaps best known as the lead singer of the band Rilo Kiley, indie rock band. I didn't think, frankly, Jenny Lewis had this kind of album in her. Mm. I think she's always been a, a terrific lyricist, but the arrangement's somewhat predictable in Rilo Kiley. But with the Watson Twins, she has made an extraordinary solo record, kind of a combination of mountain soul gospel harmonies with the Watson Twins, a more stripped-down approach to the songwriting. And she's singing these songs about big issues, faith, war, and the afterlife, with these beautiful stripped-down songs. This record could have been made in the 30s with its production aesthetic, but it's very much about today, what's happening in the world today. Beautiful-sounding record. She's got a terrific voice, and she's a very accomplished songwriter. And you can hear all those elements in the song The Big Guns from Jenny Lewis and the Watson Twins on Sound Opinions. Big Guns from Jenny Lewis with the Watson Twins. Elm's called Rabbit Fur Coat. I'm with you, Greg. That's a great one. It placed on number 13, uh, number 13 on my list. And uh, we should note, Jenny Lewis was a guest on Sound Opinions, performed live with the Watson Twins. People can go to the website, soundopinions.org, and download that show if they dig it. 
the next one is one we agreed on. I don't know. You didn't do your extended list, so I, I would trust well, it's I went somewhere. Twenty deep. Are you going? Oh, did, yeah. did, is this in the top twenty? Neil Young's "Living with War." You know, it was a contender for the top ten, but actually, I had about thirty albums this year that I loved. Yeah, and, yeah, it was. Uh, a, it was a, you didn't know, quite I, make the cut. I hate when critics whine and say, yeah. you know, this was not a very good year for music. It's like. It's not a good good year for them. Yeah. You know, they're not working hard <laughs> enough because every year is a good year You're for right. music. Uh, Neil Young really surprised me. His albums, I'd say, in the last 10 years have been uneven. There's moments of greatness. There haven't been too many that have been beginning to end great. Living With War is a real return to form for Neil, and he did it because he was angry. Just as in May of 1970, he entered the recording studio in the space of five or six days, turned out a song called Ohio – put it out there with Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. He, he'd seen what happened at Kent State on the news. It upset him so fundamentally he wrote this beautiful piece of art about it. It's a timeless classic in, in the rock canon. And I think Living With War has uh, fully seven, eight songs that are that great. Young was fed up with the lies he was hearing from the administration about, about Iraq, and it didn't make sense to him. And he cut this album in a raw, ragged way with a rock band augmented by horns, and it's just, he called it metal protest folk music. <laughs> and I think that's a pretty good description. Let's impeach the president for lying. Neil was not pulling punches. <laughs> He's going flat out and putting it on the line. Let's hear it on Sound Opinions. It's Neil Young.
Greg, that's Neil Young. Let's impeach the president for lying from the album Living With War. We are counting down our top five or ten thereabouts, getting to uh, what each of us thinks is the album of 2006. You are listening to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. So appealing, he couldn't fight the feeling Something about it, he knew he couldn't doubt it Couldn't understand it, branded Since the first kick flip, he landed uh, Labeled a misfit, a bandit cocoon, cocoon, cocoon. His neighbors couldn't stand it So he was banished to the park Started in the morning, one stopped after dark Yeah, when they said it's getting late in here So I'm sorry young man, there's no skating here So he kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast and away road, just a rebel to the world with no place to go. So Welcome back to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. Jim DeRigatis and I are running down our top ten albums of 2006. That is one that made both of our lists. That is Lupe Fiasco from the album Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor, his debut album. One of the most buzzed about records over the last year on the internet finally surfaced in the latter part of the year. And certainly one of the best hip-hop albums of the year. Uh, introducing a new personality to the hip-hop lexicon. The skateboard nerd. Yeah. Uh, no. with, a, with a heart of gold, a tart tongue, and a real feel for those breezy melodies, as you can hear in that came in. Uh, came in at number 10 on your top 10 list, Mr. Cod. Came in at number 5 on mine. I will note, this is not... A case of Homerism. <laughs> We're not like the sportscasters in Chicago that root for the, you know, the Bears. Bears mania right now. Give me a break, okay? No, this was honestly one of the best. I'll, I'll go even further than you. Not only was it one of the best hip-hop albums of the year, this is one of the best pop songs ever. Evoking a particular sport. The way the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean epitomized the sound of surfing in their music Lupe has captured with that kick, push, kick, push, yeah. coast, <laughs> the feeling of skateboarding. I've never been on a skateboard, but now I know what it's now like. Now you know what it feels like, right? Thanks to Lupe Fiasco. We are counting down the best albums of 2006. 
Mr. Cott, it is your turn. What have you got, and where are you on the list? I'm at number three, Jim, and I am going to go with the band that I feel has pulled off the best second act in rock history. I've thought about this for a few months now, and I'm pretty Mm. convinced that there has been no band that has come back in its second incarnation and done as well as this band has done. That's Mission of Burma out of Boston. Their first run wasn't bad, 1979 to 83. I mean, they established a sound of post-punk, that melding of noise and melody that was incredibly influential over the next 25 years. The three core members of that band, Clint Conley, Roger Miller, and Peter Prescott, got back together again after about a 20-year hiatus a few years ago, came back better than ever, Now, their third album overall, their second in their second incarnation, the Obliterati, I think rises above. I think it matches anything they did in their first incarnation. They are back better than ever, and there are very, very few bands in rock history that you can say that about. No, you're absolutely right. The noise melody thing, uh, they pull it off to an incredible degree here. Their ability to write these beautiful, catchy songs in the midst of this maelstrom of noise, of of guitar, bass, and drums. And I mean maelstrom. And Peter Prescott hits the drums like no man alive. He's a monster. Uh, Roger Miller, just an incredibly inventive guitarist. And Clint Conley trying to fight his voice, trying to fight through that mix. And you can hear it on this song. But he's the king of the hooks. Oh, my God. He he writes them, and and they're all over this song. This is the leadoff track on the Obliterati by Mission of Burma. It's called Twice, and it's on Sound Opinions.
That is twice from Mission of Burma, my number three album of the year, The Obliterati. By the way, Jim, uh, soundopinions.org, you can go back and download their live performance. They blew some minds and some eardrums when they visited Sound Opinions earlier in the year. If, if listeners are getting the impression that we are more than a little stoked about this show, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, what a great gig, right? Yep. We write about music we love, and we also have to review a fair amount. I mean, we just had to do Gwen Stefani, for example. <laughs> you know, I had to write about Paris Hilton this year and see <laughs> Kevin Federline. All right, but, you know, not only do we get to write about the stuff that we do like in the newspapers, then we come on the radio and we play it! Yes, and absolutely. even better, where Mission of Burma came in and performed for us and they were nice to us. They were man. <laughs> what? The, and so did this next artist. Uh, I we didn't get the full band. He was on a solo tour. I'm talking about Colin Malloy of mm-hmm. the Decemberists. Boy, the Crane Wife, their fourth album, really I think hit a new level. I, I like the group from the beginning. I think that uh, along with the Arcade Fire, they are doing some of the most interesting orc pop or orchestral pop in the underground today. It's big sound. A lot of people are liking this, you know, very fancifully arranged and beautiful pop songs. And certainly the Decemberists have that. I'm going to play a track that kind of epitomizes the entire album for me. It is a 12-minute, four-part suite, (laughs) fancifully entitled The Island Come and see the landlord's daughter. You'll not feel the drowning. And we've got not only all of this wonderful instrumental stuff happening, and I'm, I'm talking about stuff that rivals Jethro Tull or Yes in its heyday. We've got bayonets that are arabesque. We've got a saber <laughs> wielded in anger. We've got chests of gold and silver. I and mean, these guys have everything but a cod piece. And yet it works because the focus is always on the melody. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. I wish I could play all 12 minutes for you. I'm going to go for the third movement in the suite that's called The Landlord's Daughter. It's from the Decemberists. The album is The Crane Wife. They're coming in at number four on my best of albums of the year.
she still She cried for mercy My gold and silver If thou will release me the decemberists the track is called <laughs> i have to say it all again the island come and see the landlord's daughter you'll not feel the drowning i'm with you on that jim i think that's a terrific record i i think by far the best decemberist record and i would note one addition to what you would said i think the reason i think it works so well for me colin malloy's always been a great songwriter i think the rest of the band really steps up on this record i think it is their most rocking record by far they could be yeah, a little twee, the rhythms the rhythms a are, little, are hard. a little soft focus in in the past i think this is a much more uh, rocking decemberist record and it's in my top 20 as well i'm going to go to my number two record now jim and it's a record that was a very strong contender for number one one of those records that when i put on i have to listen to from beginning to end it's very hard to pull a track away from this particular album because it works so well as a whole. It mm. creates its own world. Twelve songs, impeccably produced. In fact, one of the best production jobs I've heard out of the Neptunes, the stellar production team of Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, uh, have had a couple of uh, rough years. Haven't produced anything really stellar for a couple of years after a long run of hits. Oh, and their the names all 90s. over the new Gwen Stefani, yeah. and for that they should be punished. But I think they were saving all their best beats for these guys. Their childhood friends, the Clips from Virginia, a hip-hop duo... That's uh, primary subject matter is the is the cocaine trade on the East Coast, uh, and you may think, well, why would I want to listen to a, a record about drug dealing? It's the, the drugs are just a it's the red herring here. They're really talking about the people who deal the drugs and what their lives are like. And I've never heard in recent years an album as uh, totally accomplished as this one in creating its own world. Every detail of that world coming to life very vividly. I wish more hip-hop artists worked this way. You hear a lot of hip-hop albums these days where you'll have the uh, cameo track from Dr. Dre and another one from Scott Storch and another Mm -hmm. one from Swizz Beats, and it's all about the single. With the clips and with the Neptunes, it's all about this concept album, about the life of these drug dealers. It's a brilliantly realized concept. Hell Hath No Fury is the name of the record, second album from the clips, and here's a track from it that I really like. It's called Ain't Ya on Sound Opinions. Hmm, you're trying to get some good fame, ain't you? Hmm, you're trying to sling in the rain, ain't you? Hmm, you're trying to save for the range, ain't you? Hmm, you're trying to perfect your aim, ain't you? Hmm, you're trying to get a big chain, ain't you? Hmm, with the medallions and the rings, ain't you? Hmm, gonna get your Air Force plane, ain't you? Say what, say you gonna get that hood fame, ain't you? Who despair, I trape, baking pies, making cake. 
hustling, I'm easing at C and at H. Why you probably talking frantic on the tape? Cause in the hood, I ain't trying to hit man, it was a mistake. To call you a bitch, not a bandit at your wake. Epitaph reading how much damage you could take while I'm on a boat with your salmon on a plate. I know why you liked her, the it was great. Loving these bezel set chains with no space. 86 carats, you know how much digging in the planet this could take? Patent leather babes. Closet like Planet of the Bait. Monkey see, monkey do. Monkeys following in place. Like I'm living in an episode of Planet of the Apes. You're watching the evolution of one of rap's greats. You just trying to take my place? Never happened. Hmm, you're trying to get some good fame, ain't you? Hmm, you're trying to swing in the rain, ain't you? Hmm, you're trying to save for the range, ain't you? Hmm, you're trying to perfect your aim, ain't you? Hmm, you're trying to get a big chain, ain't you? Hmm, with the medallions and the rings, ain't you? Hmm, gonna get your ass. I do it encore, slide out the Lincoln with the suicide doors, my and my blinging like baby with all this, all my block pops are all that gone, what, you tall E, what you spend on more hunts a gaudy piece, on the chest of a bizarre is a must I flizzles, my dream team muscle for cheese like Eric Bischoff, from the kickoff to tip off, I give off raise from the BV's ice glaze like lip gloss, thinking they can see me, I beg to get off, look up in the schizoid, it's the big dip off. Kindergarten, did they not tap your knuckle with the ruler? I'm the era of the juice crew. Don't let that dookie noose you. One and one is two. It's just as simple as blues clues. The nine will get the most of you. Turn yourself around. But he who want to run up and earn himself a crown. Meanwhile, steady something. Niggas Gucci Parker. From France where the kids sing Fred and Shaka. If not, then I'm somewhere mixing vodkas in the far off land. Where they shake my rockers and sh- Keep it moving like them keys of- you're the hunted mother, and I'm Benicio. Not Tommy Lee, see, we never involved the law. If it seems the walls are closing, and it's only because they are, mother. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get some good fame, ain't you? Mm-hmm. You're trying to swing in the rain, ain't you? Mm-hmm. That is the clips from Hell Hath No Fury, number two on my list. Jim, what's next for you? Well, I'm up to number three, Greg. I'm going with Gnarls Barkley. Talking about concept albums, okay? The Decemberist, the Crane Wife's concept album, Hell Hath No Fury by The Clips. They came in at number 21 on my list. That's a great concept album. I heard St. Elsewhere, the debut album by Gnarls Barkley as a concept album, much mm-hmm. like The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd. It's a good one. Which was a, an album about all the things in life that drive you crazy. So was St. Elsewhere. And what we have is CeeLo Green, the voice here, and DJ Danger Mouse, a.k.a. Brian Burton, the guy who brought us that wonderful mashup of the Beatles' White Album and Jay-Z's Black Album. What a partnership these two are. Because CeeLo is just from another planet, and (laughs) Danger Mouse, I think, is one of the most creative forces in popular music today. Electronic music, hip-hop, I mean, the stuff that he's doing in the studio is killer. The two of them came together, and... What makes this work is not just the weird soundscapes, but the songs. Crazy is clearly one of the singles of 2006. 20 years from now, when we're old, rocking on the porch, <laughs> and we think, what was 2006 like, Grandpa? Okay. You know, it's like, 
crazy kid. They just yeah, play yeah. that play that song, and it's going to bring summer. back that you know. And we had Lollapalooza here, thirty or forty thousand people in Grant Park, one of the biggest music festivals in the U.S. this summer. No fewer than five bands out of the hundred some odd acts covered crazy yes <laughs> including northern that's how you know a song is a hit mm-hmm. but i love the whole album and rather than the single we're going to do a mixtape show in a couple of weeks so that's for singles i'm going to go a little bit deeper with the song smiley faces by Narls barkley from saint elsewhere on sound opinions What did you do? What did you say? Or did you walk or did you run away? Where are you now? Where have you been? Did you go alone or did you bring a friend? I need to know this because I know this. Charles Barkley, the song is Smiley Faces from the album Saint Elsewhere. Greg, as you know, I do not dance, but that song makes me want to dance. <laughs> Absolutely. What a great tune. You know, Jim, we're going to wind this up. We are building to the climax of the show, as it were, our number one albums of the year. We're going to have those when we come back on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. Since my little rock got 
kill for is Barclays. That's 10 years. I told Fu in 95, I'll kill you if you try me for my Air Max 95s. Told Banks when I met him, I'm a ride. And if I gotta die, I'd rather homicide. I ain't have any sin when my grandmama died. Now I'm going back to Cali with my Jacob on. See how time is. Like love it, the underdogs on top. And I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP. And I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. Hate the love it, the underdogs on top. And I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere, so you can get to know me. Get to know me. Get to know me. Back to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. That is Art Brute, and we <laughs> formed a band. Greg, as I said earlier in the show, we compared notes only moments before taping because we are arch competitors as well as friendly rivals, and we wouldn't want to <laughs> we wouldn't want to cross pollinate here for the newspaper's sake. That is my album of the year. It was a tight race between number one and number two. You're so referring to Bang Bang like, Rock and Roll, Bang Bang Rock and Roll by Art Brute. Yeah. What what a debut album from this English group. I think the best album of 2006 came in where on your list? It was number seven, and, uh, you know, again, I probably had seven or eight contenders for number one, and that was definitely one of them. I'd say in the first half of the year, there was no album I listened to more. I mean, I love... Talk about a lovably dorky singer, yeah. uh, Eddie Argos. I mean, you cannot uh, not like the guy if you see him in concert. No, he's a schlub. He's a messy <laughs> schlub with an ugly mustache, and he can't really <laughs> sing. And he sings about how he can't really sing. I'm hard-pressed to find another album in rock history that is so joyfully about having no talent and yet not letting that stop you exactly. from forming a band. Exactly. We formed a band. We formed a band. Look at us. We formed a band. I love that. I, I, I think because, you know, nine-year-olds – around the world, I hope they're hearing Art Brute and they're thinking, mm-hmm. if that guy can do it, I can, I can do, do it. it. Right. Yeah. And, and taking to their garage and taking to the sampler or taking to the guitar and they're forming a band too. It's a yeah. wonderful thing. And all they got to do is write hooks as good as, uh, as they well, do that, that and they'll be fine. Part. Art Brute, I agree. Totally great record. But after much deliberation, Jim, we're down to our number ones and my record of the year, album of the year, TV on the radio, Brooklyn Quintet with uh, Return to Cookie Mountain. Their second album, a step up from their debut record, which you know made my top 20 that year when it came out a couple of years ago. This one, uh, contender for album of the year as soon as it came out. Again, one of those records that works from beginning to end in setting a mood and sticking with it, really developing the idea of we're in this dystopian kind of world, post-apocalyptic kind of landscape. And it reminds me a lot of uh, what David Bowie did with Scary Monsters or Radiohead with uh, OK Computer or tricky pre-millennium tension. Those kind of records which set a mood and then stick with it and really develop it. I think TV on the radio accomplished that with Return to Cookie Mountain. Here's a track from it. It's uh, the best track on the album, one of the best tracks of the year in my opinion, Wolf Like Me on Sound Opinions.
Wolf Like Me from my number one album of the year, TV on the radio, Return to Cookie Mountain. As usual, you can look at our lists at soundopinions.org. They're all there, all our picks. Uh, in addition no, to our top 10s, our top 20s, our top 70s. I got my top 70. <laughs> For those people who say, Greg, that our tastes are too similar or, you know, we pollute each other, I have the top 70 albums of 2006. It didn't even make my top 70. <laughs> and you are calling it the album of the year. This is the one you would put in a time capsule 50 years from now to epitomize the music of 2006. Personally, I think you're nuts. I love that track you played. I think it's a great song. But uh, nothing else on the album comes up and uh, to that level, and, and their voices annoy me. So there you go. I mean, it's two different. <laughs> You know, I'm right, and that's why I got to go last. <laughs> yeah. that, that and you won the well, coin toss. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so my album of the year is Art Brute, Bang Bang, Rock and Roll. That leaves me my penultimate pick, number two, but it was a close tie between these two. Lily Allen, All Right Still. We should say a word about albums. In this age of downloading music, Bang Bang Rock and Roll actually came out in 2005 in the UK, and it crossed the ocean by people downloading it and being excited about this music. didn't actually get its release until the middle of 2006 in the United States. Lily Allen's All Right Still is not released in the United States in 2006 at all. It's coming out early 2007. However, she's been giving the music away for free for months on her MySpace website, and it's been available as an import, and I'm hearing it everywhere, all sorts of kids on the bus, you know, everywhere, this music. And for all intents and purposes, I think it's a 2006 album. The album as an album still exists in the sense we've highlighted quite a few in this show. Beginning to end, these 12 tracks take you on a particular journey. So so it's not like uh, the, the Internet has made the album extinct, but it has made release dates extinct. Yes. <laughs> you know, so for my purposes, Lily Allen's uh, debut album is a 2006 release, and it's a great one. I think that she does what the rappers and before them going back to the bluesmen a century ago have been doing which is trading the dozens she is the queen of the insult put down and uh, you know she is taking no guff from the men who have treated her badly she is ready with a verbal quip that will just knock them to the floor she's got a a whole album of this basically uh, that stems from a very bad breakup this is her getting her revenge but she's doing it over the most incredibly sweet pop sounds of the year, I think. It's this mix of lounge, exotica, space-age, bachelor pad, jet-set music from like the 60s, 70s, that kind of girl from Ipanema, bossa nova feel, (laughs) mixed with a lot of new wave. I mean, she's a big fan of Blondie and Rip Rig and Panic. There's a little bit of a hip-hop sensibility, some techno, some dance. It's a wonderful mixture. I didn't hear anything else that sounded like this all year, and I just love this album to pieces, even though as a man, I know she, she is kind of kicking me in a sense sensitive place as on this song not big i mean this is she's putting a guy down in the way that <laughs> man it brings a guy low uh, so here's lily allen from all right still not big on sound opinions now listen i think you and me have come to the end of our time what do you want some kind of reaction well okay that's fine
turn back time to when you could hang up. You know what? Should have ended there. That's when I should have shown you the door. As if that weren't enough to deal with, you became premature. I'm sorry if you feel that I'm being kind of mental, but you left me in such a state. Now I'm gonna do to you what you did to me. Gonna reciprocate. That's Lily Allen, young woman from the UK, making her debut album, All Right Still, and the song's called Not Big, my penultimate album of the year, with Art Brood at number one. You know, Jim, you just picked an album as uh, one of your top albums of the year that isn't even released in the United States. My top album isn't even in your top 70. No. There's a lot of people out there probably going, what are these guys thinking? What are they doing? <laughs> they are, I'm, I'm sure they're just itching to jump in on the debate. And yes, you have your opportunity to jump in at any time. You can give us your feedback at interact.soundopinions.org, or better yet, give us a call, 1-888-859-1800, and let us know what your top picks for 2006 were, where we went wrong, where we went right, and give us your top tens, and we'll get it on the air in the coming weeks. Yeah, early 2007, we'll have the listeners' best of, because we just can't get enough of this best of (laughs) wrap-up. I mean, let's celebrate the music that was great in 2006. Greg, what do we have next week? Next week, we have the Andy Surzan Christmas Extravaganza. It is, ah, yes. uh, talk about a show to look forward to. Surzan comes in here and plays some of the weirdest, most obscure Christmas music you'll ever hear. It is going to blow your mind. You will not hear Christmas music like this anywhere else. If you've been listening to Sound Opinions, you know how reluctant Greg and I are to share the CD player. But for <laughs> once a year, we turn it over to Andy Surzan. Definitely one to tape or burn on the CD so you can have it at your Christmas party. Sound Opinions is produced by Todd Bachman, Matt Spiegel, Jason Saldana, and Robin Lynn. We get legal help from Dino Armiros. Tori Southside Malatia is our uh, executive producer and fearless leader. And Jim Russell is the man at American Public Media. You know, I bet you TV on the radio would have been in uh, Jim Russell's top 70, Jim. I'm I, not, you're I, wrong about that record. I, I hate that record. I, but I, Lily Allen, I can't get enough oh, of her. Oh, come on. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs>